0: Welcome back to Droolish, episode 12. Joey here. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish, a sleep and relaxation podcast to hopefully help you go to sleep. If you're unaware of the podcast uh, specifically, I like to talk about different subjects fairly often um with the goal in mind to help you go to sleep it's uh for me my voice i notice tends to draw out a more long-winded mixed with a bag of ADHD and just being just a hyperactive guy in general uh i can safely say that i think i'm probably good to help you guys <laughs> get some z's maybe not i don't know but today I wanted to bring and talk about, actually discuss week two of the NFL. Uh, Not so much what's going on in the league, but I want to talk about my NFL pickems, my survival league. Uh, If you listened to last week, me last week, I'm going to continue off of that. And I'm going to offer my favorite part. It's going to be a new segment called uh, just the anti-power rankings, where I'm not going to go over the top, 32 teams. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to talk about the worst 10 teams that I find that so far currently in the um, in the NFL. So, so uh, I'll go into that in detail later on. Uh, but for now, uh, I wanted to go and reflect off of last week of my NFL pickums uh, and my survival league. So, last week I wanted. I thought it would be a pretty good idea to go on Yahoo, create a survival league, create an NFL pick league and talk about some gambling, uh, some sports betting. And I still think that's going to be a pretty good value, especially since, uh, and especially if you're trying to sleep and you don't care about football, this is perfect. If you're semi interested, then hopefully, uh, you, you listen to this th- during the day. Um, but my goal is to try to provide value. I'm never going to say I'm completely right. But I think over time, the more I offer my logic, my reasoning and kind of go and look in hindsight, the, um, I think the, I think we'll all get a better idea of, of me actually being right or wrong. Uh, it's like my, my hit rate, I should say, will be, uh, will be emailed correctly. So week one was an interesting week. Uh, if you listened to last week, I offered my my survival tips, and I was fairly right for the most part in the logic that I offered. So uh, I'm going to quick show you guys what I'm talking about. Well, not show, but I'm offering my earlobes, your, your, your earlobes, my mouth to your earlobes. That kind of sounds dirty, but I'm offering the, the audio of getting this right. So right now... Last week, I picked Detroit. I picked Detroit Lions because out of all of the... Oh, it doesn't even give me the... Lame. It doesn't give me the picks that I had last week. But um, last week, I picked Detroit to win. And that was mainly due to the fact that... Let's see here. NFL game schedule. Is that last week, there were a lot of trap games that people were picking. So the first one that a lot of people were picking were the Browns over the Titans. And I said, that seemed like a good pick initially at first. And at the same time, you, you just don't know what to expect in those week one NFLs. So, you know, that was a pick for me to avoid. And the whole goal of these survival leagues is to at least in week one is just to get out of week one and then use your information like to stay in and around. Um, I you also try to, you try to avoid obvious picks, um, not because of their trap games, but, it, if it's, uh, but if you pick an obvious pick and you can't pick that team again. So you have to use your picks wisely. And in my case, I mentioned Cleveland, um, probably worth it, but not. I wouldn't trust it in that aspect. Um, the vikings Atlanta game was too close to call, too even teams. Baltimore, that was going to be my pick. Uh, they seemed like to be the shoe-in, because, um, but my only logic was you, you just don't know with Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Um, he could be Fitzma- M- Fitz Magic or Fitz Tragic, And with week one, that made me nervous. Definitely in hindsight, that was, I think, the the most ticked game. But I just... I, that one I got inside my own head. Buffalo-New York game last week. Ugh, that one's a nail-biter. I wouldn't touch that with a stick. Uh, the same Philadelphia in Washington. Despite Eagles winning, I offered like a lot of good reasons why like this game is way too close. Um... And I still still seemed pretty confident in Philadelphia, but I didn't trust the fact that it was a uh, rival game, and Washington came out strong. So if you picked that, if you picked Philadelphia, you probably felt like you escaped the victory in that one. So I mean, that's in survival. I mean, end results matter. That's all. But uh, I still like to think of it in, of a like if I'm sports betting or like the overall quality. Kansas City, Jacksonville. That was a game I didn't want to touch because um, you didn't know if Nick Foles was going to do anything, but it turns out he got injured in Kansas City, uh, was still being Kansas City. Same with the LA Rams. You know, there's so many, so many teams. Um, Dallas seemed to be a p- potential good pick, according to last week as well. Uh, I, I honestly would probably assumed if um, Denver could have crushed Oakland. That would have been one I would admit that I would have been wrong if I had guessed it. Then come the pick by Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are the most ambiguous team. This is the team, if you heard me last week, I was riding high on them. I felt so good about preseason. I felt so good about Patricia. And I was so right for the first three quarters. Now, we all know what happened after Detroit decided to play, what, cover three and just let friggin' Murray take his sweet-ass time. But they played... Arizona has played so terrible. And Detroit had their number. They just let them win. I've just never I've seen it, sorry. They don't let them win. They let them tie. The old Lions would have let them win. The new Lions under Patricia lets them tie. Unacceptable. I felt so good with the Detroit Lions pick. I felt so good. And I I you know, every once in a while I like to take a chance and be bold and make a pick that won't that won't try to cut. I won't try to bite me in the ass. I don't like to celebrate early, but this was just one of those so like confident feeling things that I had, and they didn't lose, but they didn't win. So I'm eliminated from this freaking uh, survival league because you have to pick a team to win, not a team to tie. And come on, man, come on, come on. Oh Okay. Enough of the survival league stuff. Now, I can't talk about survival league this week anymore outside of this initial conversation because, well, <laughs> you know, I can't pick week two. I can go over it if you want, but I'll just do a blind pick for week two. If I happen to get quote unquote correct moving forward, assuming Detroit won, um, then yeah, maybe maybe there'll be wait next year. But uh, but for now, I'll just spend two seconds looking at the matchups here. Cleveland versus New York, no. Philadelphia versus Atlanta, not picking it. Chicago versus Denver, no, not touching it. New Orleans versus L.A., no, not touching it. Kansas City versus Oakland, that could be one. Jacksonville versus Houston. Uh, Houston is a strong team coming up. That might be a good good pick. Um, Arizona versus Baltimore. Oh, yeah, Baltimore. Oh, this is the week I would pick Baltimore. 1,000% Baltimore. That would be my pick. I'm not even going to overthink it. Baltimore would be my pick. Um, unless there's something else. Colts versus Tennessee, never never pit that. New England versus Miami. Minus 18. <laughs> New England has an 18-point favorite. Oh, my God. I mean, you can pick mine. If you wanted to use New England, that's an obvious pick. Um, the obvious chance that they could win. Uh, Miami could win, but that one is... If you wanted to use your New England pick, pick it. Um, and then Tampa, Carolina, definitely... Would pro- I would probably pick Carolina if that was my team. They're strong enough to beat Tampa, and Tampa... I don't know. I just can't... I don't know, Carolina is susceptible to losing almost any game, so I, I would like to pick a team that's semi-strong but overpowering strong. So Carolina... Carolina would be my definite pick this week if I were trying to focus on the long-term. Okay. That's it. I know we're getting 10 minutes in, and I'm trying to make these between 60 uh, and 90 minutes for each episode. So, um, rushing through survival in a blazing, neck-breaking speed time, or whatever. <laughs> okay, so I just finished recording my other episode, episode 11. I'm trying to get back on schedule, and I'm trying to do a Tuesday and a Thursday release. So, that's my goal. I got caught up in client work and whatnot, so I'm trying, like I said, the trying to release two episodes a week at a bare minimum. Hopefully the days will be correct, but uh, but, you know, I can't, I can't just not be producing episodes. I did that for a couple months, and I've been seeing my, my numbers. My downloads have been going up, obviously, because it technically doesn't go down and can't, you can't undownload anything. So, yeah. Um, so aside from that, uh, let's talk about all the NFL matchups this week. I know I briefly talked about the specific games uh, in mind, but, or like, kind of like the pickup or not the pickup, but the um, survival. Now, talking about NFL Pick'em, so I'm going to pull this up, NFL Pick'em. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if I just use the navigation I can find it, but I've gotten so lazy I just Google, I Google the page. It's so, I'm pretty, i pleasantly surprised so far. Uh, so, with them. I missed the last Thursday's game because I did the episode on Friday, and despite not having my first point, which I was pretty sure I wanted to have, like I was pretty sure I would have gotten, um, picked anyway. But but I can't count it officially. I finished in the 25th percentile, in the 24th percentile, in a lot of these games, even knowing I didn't get my Green Bay pick in time. So that's a good sign. Uh, let's see. I'm going to pull up my. I pick some groups. I'm sorry for like the long, tiredness or the you know the long things of silence. I'm trying to work on like uh, speaking more fluidly, for, for, like 60 to 90 minutes at a time. Before I would usually speak in like 10 to 20 minute spurts, and then I would kind of just veer off. And I'm working on you know getting my thoughts coll- you know collective correctly. Those are just words I'm throwing, but. Um, about reviewing last week. Because I know there's a game tonight, so I definitely need to get this pick going. So the, you know, last week, I did not get the Cleveland, or I'm sorry, I did not get the Green Bay pick. That was wrong. Because I didn't pick. Cleveland? Wrong. Miami versus Baltimore? I picked Miami to win as an underdog. Very wrong. That was, that was supposed to be my spicy pick. Very wrong. That one's on me. The, I picked Buffalo over the Giants, or over the Jets Sorry, I picked the Jets over Buffalo Wrong on that one And then then the win streak starts going So I got Philadelphia That one's right over Washington uh, I picked Carolina over the Rams I think that was a close game But still a loss, can't count that one So I'm already, my first 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 picks I've gotten 2 right then it turns pretty spicy overall. You did know, I realize the twenty five percent tile is like the worst? It's not even the best. Or is it? No, it's the worst. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm 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 pretty bad week one. Um, but Kansas City, correct. Los Angeles correct, Seattle correct, Dallas correct, Detroit to Arizona, uh, I've already discussed that. Disgusting. Uh, San Francisco over Tampa. Uh, San Francisco was an underdog. Took that. Um, Eaglin, Correct. New Orleans? Correct. Uh, I knew the Houston game was going to be pretty close, though. I'll give them that. The Oakland at Denver... I uh, picked Denver to win, because I, I assumed after E.B. that was going to happen. Turns out... No. No, no, no. Now, I think Houston was a game to where they were... Um, it was like a plus 300, and I said... I mentioned the Houston game where uh, if you're betting for, like, spreads and underdogs, I think it was a plus 300 or plus 350, and that you always, if you believe that it's a 50-50 shot and you get plus 300, or plus, yeah, anything that's plus 300, like, always make that bet. Because I can guarantee you in the long term, like, you'll come out ahead. And this Houston-New Orleans game, uh, despite the end result, uh, you have to take contacts into it. And that he and I think we all saw the Houston and orleans game, which is probably one of the most entertaining games we've seen in recent history, um, barring you know last year's uh, Kansas City St. Louis game, or it was the Los Angeles Rams game. The the yeah the, I, the Houston and orleans game was just a wild ride. I mean, we all thought Houston had it won, but they scored so fast at the end. Can't be doing that against Breeze, man. That's all you needed to do was just hold down the fort and not play prevent. Uh, I mean, obviously, I would have been wrong in the pick here, but if you were to uh, guess the, the spread and get like the plus 300, you were very, very, very close to uh, getting, you know, $400 with a $100 bet, and it was a coin flip. Like anyone who's crazy, you know, if you flip a coin for $100 and you get $100 back, some people will say, "Okay, you flip a coin and if it turns out you're right, you get $300 or you get $400 back." I'm pretty sure everyone's going to keep wanting to play that flip the coin game. That's how it works. Uh, that's the logic I use when it comes to some of these sports bets. So first week, certainly a lot of shenanigans. Uh, excluding the last Detroit game, I would have had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 in a row. Oh, so close. So, um, so yeah, last week was certainly interesting. Now we're fast forwarding to week two. Again, last week it was super last minute, very ill informed, just stuck with hunches from last season. Offer my logic, some games were close. Week two, I'm expecting to make. I don't want to over adjust, but I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident um, about a lot of these games. I say that before I even look. So, <laughs> so this is already a bad sign. I already said I'm feeling confident, and I have not even looked at any single matchup. That's fine. I mean, obviously these picks are mainly for. Mild amusement and not to be taken super seriously. I'm never going to be one to say I know everything. I just like to explain my logic, hopefully it makes sense, and then let the dice roll. And I want to show you guys, you know, over time, I think it's going to be a long winner. I'll be a long winner. On the flip side, if you are a big fan of the podcast and you like what I'm doing, uh, let me know. Comment, uh, comment on. Uh, my Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook uh, Facebook.com forward slash jewelish. Um, email me, jewelishpodcast at com if you just want to send me mail or whatever. Uh, I probably should make myself more available outside of uh, just this podcast format. So, uh, you know, I want to interact a little bit more. Uh, you know, coming off of last episode, I was looking at some of my metrics too. And Uh, You know, I have 600... 600, as of this moment, I have 623 downloads. Which is crazy. Because I wasn't expecting anyone. I say this all the time, and I really don't. Uh, But, yeah, 623 downloads. And last month seemed to blow up a lot. I had, like, almost 300 downloads last month. This month is probably going to be about half that, unless I actually produce more content. Uh, But... Yeah, it seems like every episode I have more viewers or more downloads uh, progressively. So I'm assuming this is the right thing. I'm doing. I'm kind of doing some right or uh, have some right ideas. But uh, you know, a lot of these episodes are. I'm just testing and tweaking until I figure. Until I figure more of a like, defined schedule out. That's it. Finally, we're talking about Olympics this week. So first matchup. So I'm going to ref- reference last week. We have more data now. Uh, I've paid attention to probably about 10 teams. And as we all know, when it comes to football, due diligence is key. When it comes to droolish, drew- due diligence in 20 minutes is going to be the most I can offer. Um, probably outside of any anything that I'm not doing in the podcast, all of my knowledge and picks, I'll let you guys know beforehand, but I haven't done any research prior. And I definitely am planning on, like I said, to do more sports betting and football because I am, I've tested, I've done like the, put the money down, I've tested a lot of games, um, theoretically too, I guess. And I believe I should be a decent winner, especially when it comes to going after uh, betting underdogs. Um, I, I mean, I guess I could bet normal games too, but it's, I just love the underdog picks because it's so close and it makes the games entertaining knowing if I believe that a game should be like a toss-up despite everyone thinking it's not going to be. Uh, But you obviously have to pick those wisely Uh, because, I mean, you know, those are crapshoot games. So, going down the list. Uh, So, I'm just going to start with Thursday. I'm just going to go in order of the time and based off what Yahoo says. Uh, If you're able to join one of the leagues... And on fantasy football, it's like go to uh, type in NFL Pick'em in Yahoo or or I'm also in group number five six zero zero three. I don't know if you're able to enter, but I'm in groups overall leaders, Vance of Michigan, Phantom Detroit. So overall rank. Um, fifty six thousand seven hundred and eighty eighth and twenty fifth. I don't know what that even means. I think is that twenty fifth percent? I'm assuming it's 25th percentile. Like, if I'm 99th percentile, right, that means you're the best. But not the top 25%. I would assume. I don't know. So, going here. Thursday night. Tonight. Uh, hopefully by the time this is released, this might be released Friday. So it's my bad. If this comes out after, then I might be wrong and I might look like an idiot. Well, I mean more of an idiot than normal. But, um, Yeah, in order, football, fantasy Yahoo. Word fragments. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, Yahoo does have their favorites on the left side and underdogs on the right, um, compared to other sports uh, sites that focus on home and away. So, the favorite tonight is Carolina, Tampa Bay. The pick distribution: ninety-seven percent of folks are picking. Carolina. And it's at Carolina versus Tampa. Uh, I can't imagine Cam Newton just stinking up the joint. Uh, Tampa had a very poor showing last week. And uh, they're they're certainly in my top 10 worst teams of the league in my in my anti- power ranking poll. So, you know, th- there's nothing that indicates to me, even on paper, if I don't want to spend 10 minutes looking up, like, what's Carolina doing? Who are they really starting? It's just, as a team sport, pace down like, the showings of, pre, of, like, last week. Carolina uh, is pretty close with Los Angeles, and uh, I don't know, Cam Newton has the ability to go off In any game, of game. Like, every game, you can go off. So, I have to pick Carolina here. As much as I want to go against the green and pick underdog Tampa, that's going to be no dice. Now, week two is a very interesting one. The Garoppolos uh, are an underdog against the Cincinnati Bengals. This is a spicy pick because, uh, the favorite is Cincinnati. And I think they only have the favorite, uh, due to the fact, or they're only a favorite due to the fact that they have a, their home. And Cincinnati came off a, uh, I think it was a close loss right, against Seattle. So, C- so Cincinnati ha- had one of those, uh, moral victories. They didn't win on the board, but they certainly hung with Seattle. And not only that, they hung with Seattle at home. Andy Dalton went off. Uh, Andy Dalton has the ability to go off, not as frequently as Camp, but if he can play well, he's one of the best. Occasionally, like he shows, he shows flashes. Now, in San Francisco, Garoppolo. I have not seen how they performed last week. They beat a very weak Tampa team. Uh, I think Garoppolo had. I'm pulling, up, I'm pulling up the stats. I'm going to give some informed insights. Not, not my in, informed uninformed, um, stuff. So, just on paper. I wish I had more game tape, but uh, on paper. Uh, 66%, 166 yards. Uh, I'm guessing the rushing game was pretty solid. No, 98. So this just seemed like a very... more of a defensive day. Uh, and honestly, nothing's indicating for me that San Francisco can actually beat uh, Cincinnati like uh, well, let me look at the spreads here so my favorite place is uh, NFL I just I type just in like NFL week 2 odds week 2 odds and then I think it's Insider Vegas that pops up most of the time yeah Vegas Insider so Vegas Insider for week 2 uh, I am looking. I'm not. I'm looking. I'm not looking at the. Uh, uh, what is it? Spreads or whatever. I'm looking at the money line. I love the money line so much. So the money line. The money line for the game here. Cincinnati versus San Fran. You know, okay, they're both pretty even. It's not a positive bet either way. Uh, and I I buy that. Um, but I think Cincinnati has the edge. They're at Cincinnati. Cincinnati had a great showing against Seattle. San Francisco does not seem to be like looking at the stats, does not seem to be fully there. Um, Pretty confident in both Carolina and Cincinnati so far. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers versus Detroit. I hate this one. I hate this one. Detroit burned me last week. Los Angeles is a two and a half point favorite, yet 90% of the picks are going for Detroit. Which blows my mind, uh, because looking at the spread on uh, in Vegas Insider, the Detroit game, uh, Detroit is a slim underdog. Even in their eyes, it's like they're a plus 114, plus 125, even across all the Station Casinos out in Vegas. Uh, if you're not familiar with, Vegas, uh, with Station Casinos, they're like the they're like the mic Casinos of the Strip, but they're always phenomenal. They, uh, especially Red Rock. Red Rock's the best. Okay, no more tangents. Even on Station Casinos, they're plus 130, which to me means it's an even pick, and I'm gonna have to stick with my heart in this one. Uh, I know 90% of people are picking Carolina, but I, who I Like Detroit's at home; they're coming off of a very solid performance, minus a terrible fourth quarter. Uh, luckily, I, like that was Detroit's like the most film I, I was able to watch last week because I'm a big fan of Detroit, obviously. And I was able to watch the whole game, and all three phases just seemed to click for the three quarters, and it was just poor coaching that did them in. Like, you, they, they let off the handle last week against Arizona. Like, there's, like, they let Kyle, like, Kyle Murray was literally running like a deer and just, like, staring at headlights the whole time. Every time they brought pressure, like, he would fold under the pressure nonstop. And Detroit had this brilliant idea to do the opposite of what worked, and that was it. Like they let Kyle and Murray just run around and, and figure out the cheat code, which was throw it to Larry. Throw it to Larry. Throw it to Larry. Like, like and then any time they just came back with pressure, Kyle would just keep folding. Now, that's why I was so sure of the game, because they did everything I wanted them to do. But they didn't pull the trigger. They just let them come back. It just blows my mind. You let them score three consecutive possessions in a row. And like ugh. That said, Detroit is a very unsuspecting team because of that loss, uh, especially coming from like the Chargers. Uh, Detroit has the ability, and Stafford threw for like three touchdowns, I think, three hundred and some yards. The offense clicked all the way. Uh, I can see this being a shootout. I can see Detroit not screwing up by not letting off the gas pedal in, in a team that they probably thoroughly respect. Um, and if they if they let let go of the gas pedal and they're ahead and they lose the game. I'm going to start doubting them even more so. So this is week two. They let me down with the tie last week. Um, this week, I'm pretty sure um, even though it was an underdog, I think they have a good shot to win. That's my current current upset pick so far. The Next one is a very interesting matchup, which is going to be impossible for us to um, pick. Uh, unless if you're a fan of the team's Green Bay versus Minnesota. Now, Minnesota is coming uh, to Green Bay, which obviously puts Green Bay in a big uh, advantage. Uh, But it's a rivalry game, and Minnesota is coming off of a pretty solid victory where Kirk Cousins didn't do too much work. It was all in the run game, and Green Bay has shown against the Bears that they can have a very stout defense. So this is a, a very intriguing matchup, especially for me, uh, trying to make these picks, get them correct. The Vegas spread. Uh, I not want to say the spread, the money line here. I'm not going to give the spread. The spread's already shown here. It's like three-point favorites. That's Green Bay. The, what Vegas is saying for the money line. Let me look here. So Green Bay versus Minnesota. Green Bay is a plus-123. Sorry, they're minus two thirty-four. So some, and it's all the way up to minus one sixty. Okay, so it's a fairly even matchup. But knowing Green Bay, it's at Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay with new coaching, they could be getting everything together. Uh, I know Minnesota has everything kind of even more together, but it's yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a game changer when he needs to. Uh, there isn't enough information to make me say one or the other. Because uh, Kirk Cousins is still kind of an unknown. I mean, he's he's a known quantity, but I haven't seen him this season, so I can't tell if he's like slumping or doing well. Um, coaching just says if it's working, they're going to keep doing it. Uh, but I feel like Green Bay had their first actual preseason game week one of the NFL, so I think they're going to start warming up. Uh, I'm just this is my ill-formed suspicion. Uh, unless there's any additional news in Green Bay that I missed. So if there's any Green Bay news. Let's see here. Who is starting for Green Bay? Pulling this up, obviously. Aaron Rodgers is going to be involved. I'm pulling up my week two, my week two stats right now. So any silence, just enjoy the rain. So Aaron Rodgers, obviously starting. Green Bay at Minnesota. It's going to be in Fox. One o'clock. We all know the, We all know this. And if you're unsure, if you're, of what you're, sorry. For unsure what games are going to be on in your area, I highly recommend just Googling NFL Maps. Uh, I think it's like a site called 501 Sports that gives you the broadcast areas. So definitely check that out if you just don't know. If you're like coming out of town, if you're traveling, you can see what game's going to be shown in your area. So looking at the stats here, let's check it out. I'm going to see North, yes, their defense has been good. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers had a good week. Yeah, I, I just... I'm going to assume this is a solid pick, as solid as I can make it. Um, Tennessee at Indianapolis. Sorry, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Uh, Indy came off of a solid performance, whereas Tennessee came off of an amazing performance against the Browns. They were pretty even, uh, kind of with the south defense against the Browns before uh, Baker Meatfield had to play hero ball. So that's its own different story. I'll talk about that matchup later. Tennessee tends to I think Tennessee is probably on the side of pretty good and it wasn't so much the Cleveland the Browns being bad last week the Colts are still probably figuring their stuff out with um was it Jacoby Brisket Biscuit I don't know his last name I'm terribly sorry if you uh if you're a diehard like football fan and you're listening to this like don't take what I say super seriously like I, I just like to give my picks my random logic that makes kind of sense, but like when it comes to names and numbers, like I'm not gonna be the guy to to tell you. Uh, I I already have my own specialty, which is like NFC North and probably some NFC teams. Uh, when it comes to these certain picks, you know, I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit out there. So I just think Tennessee is coming off of a great great game, uh, and that they're gonna ride it. Uh, Tennessee's been known to be very streaky as well. Uh, Indianapolis couldn't hang with the Chargers too much, but I feel like Tennessee just might have the ability to just win. Just a little bit more. I think their offensive firepower is, is a lot better. Now, Miami versus New England. Miami is the underdog. Uh, only 1%. The poor 1% that is picking this to Miami team. I'm looking at the Vegas uh, spreads right now. Oh my god! Okay, this is this is something that. <laughs> okay, so I usually have a rule. I told you the rule. If you feel like a game's gonna be feasibly close, you know, you go for it. The Miami game, just using Station Casinos as the spread. The money line. If you believe Miami's going to be straight-up winning, you will get $1,200. It's plus $1,200. Oh, sorry, plus $1,200. A $100 bag gives you will, th- will give you $1,300 total. It's your $100 plus the $1,200 extra. That, I've never seen that outside of, like, some MMA matches. That is absurd. I've never seen that, like, well, since I paid attention to this. So, yeah. it Even so, I... I'd be a damn fool to, to not pick Miami. I mean, we all know my, New England just doesn't make mistakes. Uh, yeah, If Miami wins, kudos. We all... Everyone but 1% of the population gets, you know, loses that. Next game. Buffalo versus the New York Giants. Oh my god, this is a terrible matchup. Terrible matchup. I... They didn't watch the Buffalo game. It seemed like they were shut out most of the game, and then they scrounged up two scores, enough to win. Uh, that doesn't scream, like... That doesn't scream victory. That doesn't scream, like, a winner. That doesn't scream winner to me. Uh, the the Jets are, Giants are coming off of a poor performance, I believe, as well. I'm going to double-check this one. So the Giants came back from... Let's see here. Giants scored... 17 points against a very, very solid Cowboys team. They were at the Cowboys. Um, Eli will continue to do Eli things, so I'm not too worried about that. My biggest concern is this Buffalo team, because I believe Josh Allen was the one who who just keeps throwing interceptions. Like he just, I, I'm pretty sure he was the one that just kept throwing interceptions last season, and he had like the highest interception rate ever, and they still kept him. So he could be getting better. But I might have to default to the Giants. It just doesn't like I want to believe the Buffalo team can win, but it just doesn't make much sense. And Giants are an underdog. It seems like see this is a coin flip. This is a coin flip to where an underdog, the, the Giants, is probably a sleeping team, and a and I don't have no idea how Buffalo is a favorite uh, because they, they you know they they seeped out a victory like they squeaked out like a little like a little fart of a victory last week at least from what I've seen. So, I just can't imagine the, the Giants. Now, let's see. The Giants are plus 105 here. Yeah. I mean, this is the, I mean, I'd like to find the underdog. Like, like the sneaky underdogs. Like, having a plus 105 just means you're more or less break-even. Um, 57% of Yahoo says the Giant Or the Jets. Giants. Ugh are a favorite as well. And I tend to believe that. I, I, I agree there. Pittsburgh versus Seattle. This is a game where I feel Pittsburgh is angry. Angry with how how the, how the Patriots manhandle them. Uh, in the same vein, there has been a lot of discussion about how Juju, Smith, uh, Suster kind of got all of his reps and all of his yeah, explosive nifty Explosiveness due to Antonio Brown's, uh, you know, being a distraction because he's just as good. So, I don't necessarily think Pittsburgh is as big of, of a favorite as what people are saying. Uh, it's about a 60 40% in the pick distribution area. Uh, for, Pittsburgh has the is favorite so far. Now, in the same vein, now this is an interesting one. This is an interesting one. Even in sports betting, uh, in the money in the money line the Seahawks are about a plus 170 plus 180 i honestly think this is a 50-50 matchup i feel like this is going to be a super close game i also feel that if it's not a super close game i think seattle actually wins this like like if you play if they play 50 times if they play 100 times against each other how often do you think like in, in this environment like Pittsburgh is coming off a loss. They lost to like, oh, their best receiver or their second best receiver, which gave the number one receiver all you know, the attention. Um, but, you know, they lost a couple of weapons. They had a very poor showing against the Pats, and the way I see it, I just think Seattle just has more of the momentum. Uh, I don't know how Seattle played specifically, but Seattle, the Seattle can grind out a win. You know, Seattle can figure out figure out how to win any any day of the week, and and so does Pittsburgh, but. I, but they haven't even competed in the first game, so they might be starting out slow. I'm going to have to pick Seattle, uh, despite being a four-point favorite. This is a sneaky good one for if you're uh, betting money line. Like I said, I love, I love the money line picks. Um, so, yeah, I am picking so far three underdogs. Ugh, ugh I feel dirty already. Dallas for, uh, versus at Washington. Uh, I hate this one. I mean, Washington did have a good, really good showing, but so did Dallas. And based off of the history of the teams, Dallas is on the up and up. I'm not going to overanalyze this. Like Dallas, uh, very, very bueno uh, compared to Washington. Even though it's at Washington, uh, let's see if this could be a sleeper pick. Like, I feel like that game could end up being like a 27, like 20 game, and that's like the 20 is like a garbage touchdown at the end. So. Take that for what it's worth. Now, I'm looking at the Vegas odds on this game, uh, the money line, and this is an interesting one. Washington, Washington is a plus 200. See, that I feel like is fools go gold, uh, because a plus 200 for Washington, which they lost, compared to a very you know very solid Dallas team which they've shown last week at least currently, uh, doesn't make too much sense. But that Seattle pick, a very solid Seattle versus a very weak Pittsburgh, is has almost the same odds. Okay, so you guys, so you guys, see what I'm what I'm saying when it when it comes to like fighting those 50-50 shots. Like, there there are little pockets. Uh, I could like I said I could be completely wrong on this. We'll find out Monday. And who knows? Maybe by week week three I'll just give up the these football things, the football picks. Now oh, who am I kidding? I gotta I gotta stick with the football picks as usual. So, uh, and Juju Smith is probable last week? Okay, okay, okay. So. This pick, I told you, the Dallas, strong one. Arizona at Baltimore. 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 To Arizona is a terrible team. An absolute terrible team. I watched watched the game. They were atrocious. Larry Fitzgerald carried Murray so hard because the Lions gave him something to carry on. Like, it's just, oh, my God. That was just a fully-blown game. Uh, Yeah, so Baltimore Easily, I'm um, looking at the odds here And it wouldn't surprise me If Vegas caught up with, with uh, the Arizona Yeah, so even Arizona Winning is a plus 600 Like I That's not They're not winning I mean, they could win, but they're not In my head, they're, they're not winning Not a chance Jacksonville at Houston I'm going to pick Houston on this one. Houston came off of a very, very strong performance last week. Uh, I mean, you can almost make the case that they should have won, technically had Deshaun waited 20 more seconds to go 99 yards down the field, uh, which was amazing, that drive. Holy cow. But um, Houston has always shown the ability to play explosive. Um, They can win games. They just happen to run into an opponent that just eked them out. Nick Foles is out for six to eight weeks. Jacksonville is a very strong team, still, in my opinion. Um, this game, I wouldn't say this game is going to be a fifty-fifty. If they play it a hundred times, I could imagine Jacksonville winning um, about forty. No, with a new one, I'd say about one out of three times. Okay, so, uh, so I think what the money line would have to be at least plus two hundred to make it profitable, if I can, if if that math is correct. If you're listening and if you're a math guy or if you're a poker dude, if you're if you're a poker player, let me know if the math is correct. Uh, I probably am not gonna check this after the podcast because I'm doing this all in one in one go. So the go back to the Houston and Jacksonville game. Houston has oh wait, wait, I lost it. Here it is. Houston is a minus five hundred. Jacksonville is a plus three fifty. Plus 425, depending on, oh, that's when it opened up as. Uh, but it's now down to a plus 350 to 375. Uh, that is a pretty solid one. I, I already told you my thoughts. So if I put $100 in, I would get $450 back. Uh, that is, I think that's a very solid, like, that is a very sneaky money line. Like, super sneaky money line. Uh, I just don't think, like, I don't know, the backup of Jacksonville did show a lot of promise. I think, who they I forgot who they faced last week, but it was a pretty strong team. Let's see here. I'm double-checking. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. Relax. I know you're trying to sleep, so I'll take my time. So the, let's see here, Tennessee. Yeah, they faced Kansas City. Uh, I mean, they scored 26 points, so it was probably garbage time. And I think the game was over by the first half. That said... I think Jacksonville is probably a little bit more sneakier than anticipated, uh, and I think Kansas City just went off week one. It was more of like a statement game. So I, am not entirely, I'm pretty confident that the plus three fifty that one, that would be a decent uh, like money line spread. I think you, you end up being profitable long term. As for a single game, I gotta win. I gotta win pickup man. I gotta win the pickums. And I gotta play the percentages. Houston, definitely. Next game, Kansas City at Oakland. Oakland has shown promise. I was very surprised, but Kansas, I'm not going against Kansas. That's Kansas City just wins until the playoffs, apparently. So, um, despite the odds of Oakland being plus two seventy, and they've shown a decent amount of fight, the I don't know. It's so hard to go against Kansas City probably for most of the season. So Kansas City, you're being picked. Chicago at Denver. Now, a lot of people are picking Chicago to win this as their favorite. They're a two 2.5-point favorite. 80% of the folk on Yahoo. 80% of the commoners. No. 80% of the folk on um, Yahoo are choosing Chicago. Look at me, I'm yawning too. I'm thinking about yawning. (laughs) So, popping on the Vegas Insider, just to look at the spread. Because my my initial gut, my gut says Denver's winning this. They're the underdog. (laughs) They're the underdog on a Sunday game. I did not watch any Denver footage last week. I did not watch much Chicago footage last week. Uh, I feel like this is the blind leading the blind. So despite Chicago being an overwhelmingly like favorite by Yahoo, uh, they are a slight, a slight favorite compared to Denver. And Denver's like a plus 125, which means this is, a, this, is a, this is already a 50-50 matchup. And I think Denver is just better than Chicago. Like, there's just not... I don't have any baseline or logic. I don't have any film in this case. And I really don't want to look up both teams because they, because I just I, I just trust Chicago shit in the bed, that's it. I, I know Chicago, like when they play good, they play real good. Like they can play some serious football, um, but um, based on, off of like locker room talk and hearing like, kind of like the, the de evolution. that what's the what's the opposite of evolution? De evolution, maybe, um, or the or the the regression of Trubisky after week one. Uh, he could bounce back. It's, he certainly seems he, like he could be capable of bouncing back. But this is the NFL and more or less real life, and, he's, and no no one else is going to give a crap if he's going to bounce back or not. Denver just wants to the win. They're playing at Denver. Chicago just doesn't seem... They just had a... I don't know. They just... They're, I'm not buying them. I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm going to be... I already have four underdogs that I'm going for so far with picking Denver. Ooh. I don't like that. Next game. New Orleans versus Los Angeles Rams. At the Rams. This is an easy toss-up. I would probably not expect any team to actually be a major favorite. Even the Vegas Lions, it's like the same as the as the uh, Denver... It's literally, it's the same as the, the Denver-Chicago. Like it's just They're like plus 125 or something. So... Uh, Because it's at home, and L.A. just... um, I think they... Didn't they demolish some other team last week, too? Yeah, Carolina. Well, Carolina came back, but they came out pretty strong. So, yeah, I think um, the Rams got it over New England. Not going to dive too much into that. And then come, like, the primetime games. Philadelphia at Atlanta... Uh, The Eagles, I believe they won last week, and Atlanta was coming off of a, I think it was a disappointing loss. It wasn't like a close game. Uh, Matt Ryan threw for 304 yards, Delvin Cook. Uh, This is a very interesting game because I want to see how it played out. Now, I think Minnesota came out strong, and most of the progress was done in garbage time, and Matt Ryan seemed to be playing hero ball, come from behind. Yeah, because they had he had two touchdowns and they scored twelve points, so that means they went for two point conversions and they didn't get them in the fourth quarter. Uh, I mean, this could be a testament to Atlanta's or Minnesota's game planning and possibly Atlanta just not being ready for the season. I have a strong feeling. See, this is this is my problem because I'm trying to convince myself to go against the underdogs uh, and try to convince myself, but the money line. For this or the, like Philadelphia is a 1.5 point favorite okay so it's like these underdogs I'm not going for underdogs that are like super ridiculous like this is a marginal underdog and it's at Atlanta and even so Atlanta Atlanta started out as a minus 125 like versus a minus 114 that's how close the matchup is and throughout the week they slowly became a underdog um, as a plus 110 so that's why I when I say like this is I don't get the 77% of Yahoo putting Philadelphia. I'm actually going to go with Atlanta. These five underdogs. What is wrong with me? Oh, man. And then we got a Monday night game in Cleveland at the Jets. I'm still riding a lot, riding pretty high in the Cleveland team. Baker Mayfield is going to be in prime time. I'm going to love it. Uh, They're a a two-and-a-half point favorite. Now, thinking objectively here, the Jets came off of a... Uh, stunning loss from a terrible team, and I think they were at home. Yeah, uh, Cleveland. I don't want to say they shot the bed. Uh, Cleveland actually, if you watch the whole game, they were in uh, pretty solid until I think like midway or late in the third, uh, when they answered with a touchdown, and then Titans came back with like a, a kickoff return or a 75-yard no, 75-yard pass play first play um, after Cle- Cleveland scored a touchdown. They bounced back with their own touchdown, and then Baker tried to play hero ball. So, if Baker could just calm down his hero ball play and just be him against a very suspect New York Jets team, it's such a random. It is such a random matchup. I would have never imagined Browns and the Jets as a Monday night matchup, but I'm actually pretty excited. I'm picking Cleveland. There's a lot of hype and a lot of people that that are still probably like, you know, pooping on uh, Cleveland for their last week's performance, but. Put, putting the context into the game, Now, Cleveland is not as bad as what people are making them out to be, despite the blowout. Just um, you know, that's here. When it comes to hero ball, it's like the, it's like the anti-garbage time. You know, when you have garbage time, your stats get inflated, your stats get inflated, and you're trying to play hero ball, or you know, or it ends up being anti-hero ball, your stats get deflated. So Cleveland's looking a lot worse than they actually are, and I think some people are still sleeping on that. But uh, Cleveland's might pick the win. Now, just to summarize, I'm picking Carolina, Cincinnati, Detroit, Green Bay, Tennessee, New England, the Giants, Seattle, Dallas, Baltimore, Houston, Kansas City, Denver, Los Angeles Rams, Atlanta, and Cleveland. There we go. That Those are my picks. Now, there are certain things like predict the scores of these games. Okay, Cleveland. All right, I'll say they're going to score 30 points against the Jets' 12. No, I'll give them, like, 15 points. 16 points. No, 17 points. Philadelphia at Atlanta. I have no idea. This is going to be a big game. Uh, I'm going to say, like, 24 to, like... I think Atlanta wins this, though, so... 34. I think that's about right. Who scored the most points this week? I think the Rams. I think the Rams are just going to keep... Keep going. Who who scores the fewest points this week? Uh, Arizona. Arizona, I don't think it's going to let up. I think... I honestly think Baltimore might hold Arizona to a shutout. I could be way wrong, but I honestly think that, though. All right, I'm saving these picks. So that's it. It's saved. Now, let's move on to this new segment. Oh, my God. New segment. It's my favorite part. Always trying something new. And in this case, I'm calling it the the anti-power rankings. I figure there's going to be something better I can call it later. Um, but for now, it's the anti-power rankings. Essentially, it's the top ten worst NFL teams based off of what I've been seeing. Uh, because any anything outside of the top ten, it's like everyone starts becoming, like, to close. It's harder to gauge. Plus, when I talk about the worst teams, I can talk about the negatives, which, for me, is hilarious. <laughs> because I mean, you can say all the good stuff about like New England, Kansas City, the Rams. Like everyone knows about the same stuff. You you can hear about your favorite team. Um, but I think, kind of addressing the worst teams, <laughs> is like I don't know. For me, it's funny to me. Um, and I'm sure, um, for the for the whole essence of drollish too. Uh, I think it's kind of pretty obvious. I don't like to talk about regular things mm-hmm. <laughs> normally. I like to talk about things that, uh, well, I mean, the football stuff is regular, but like essentially certain segments that are focused on things that either people don't really talk about or potentially things that people don't care about. And uh, despite how people are not caring, I just want to make sure if you're not going to care, then obviously just listen to these thoughts. You know, make me you know, pretend I'm like the adult from the uh, Peanuts. A television show where the adult goes. Wish you guys could see me. Um, I'm actually doing the hand motions, and half of, half of what I talk about is like literally just hand motions. Um, but, but but circling back, or just roping you guys back into the um, anti-power rankings, or the or maybe I'll call it bastard power rankings. Yeah, the bast the bastard power rankings. Let's call it that. No, no, no. no. the anti-power rankings for now. Uh, Anti-power rankings. So I'm labeling the bottom 10 teams. So number one is technically going to be the worst team. So the number one anti-power ranked team that I have is Miami. Now, we all know what happened last week with Miami. They got smacked the F up. Okay. Destroyed in absurd fashion. Like, it's obscene. They got destroyed by Baltimore. 59-10. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, Marquise Brown, everyone on Baltimore, if you had fantasy football or if you were playing Madden or whatever, those are video game. That's beyond video game numbers. Miami had Fitzpatrick, which I think he scored one touchdown and that was it. I don't know if he even got benched, um, but it was such a demoralizing game that even after the game... Several players. Whatever these are reports, several players have just went in and requested to their agents that they needed to get out of Miami. So this, the locker room is terrible. Apparently, the, the management is terrible. Um, the weather's fine, apparently, but outside of the weather, uh, no one's really doing much. It just seems like this is a season that I think the fans are already writing off. Uh, coming, they're facing new England. Uh, earlier or next week, and I've already mentioned. I think the whole world is expecting this to be like a 100 point zero clobber, and we all know New England and Bill Belichick they like to score. Yeah, they like to score 50 or 60 points before they let off the gas. So that's generally how they roll. So this is, uh, for all intents and purposes, the, the Dolphins are just awful, terrible. The number two team that I have, uh, my, my number two worst uh, anti-power ranked team, is the New York Giants. Now, the Giants lost Odell Beckham last year, and I think Eli's coming back, and Eli's just doing Eli things. Which, if you want to take that for what it's worth, just keep it at that. Like he can he can lose, he can win, he can win a Super Bowl. He's, he's forgetting Eli. Okay, um, right now Eli is not doing good things. He's just doing Eli things. You know, just let Eli do his thing. Uh, he might get a couple wins this, this year. Uh, I think who are they facing this week? and They lost to a pretty good team from what I recall. Yeah, Dallas. A very game Dallas team. And this week again, they are facing Buffalo. So, uh, on paper, uh, Buffalo uh, I think came off of a win, so I have to give them credit for that. Uh, but in regards to performance and how I feel like the team's going to be, I have New York Giants as yeah, the second-worst team. Which is very interesting, because I believe I picked the Giants to win against Buffalo. So, why would I say that, you might ask? Well, Buffalo, spoiler alert, is still in my anti-power rankings top ten. So, keep that in mind. Where are they at? I'll let you know when, it, when the time comes, Okay. Okay? Don't overthink. Just let me talk. Let me talk, Um. Huh? Here. Soothe sounds. Soothe sounds. Perfect. Let the, let the rain flow. So, Giants are number two. I just don't trust them. They're, they're just a terrible team so far. Uh, number three. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about James, no, James Winston uh, team in general, how he's you know, he is a very questionable leader, um, from what I've read. And it seems like the team went off, started off on a terrible, terrible note uh, with... Let's see here. I am looking at last week's schedule. Yeah, Tampa Bay lost to a San Francisco team at home. And San Francisco was coming off of a, a Garoppolo injury, and they're, I think they are trying to get their footing... On paper, San Francisco, San Francisco didn't play particularly hot, but uh, they did enough to win uh, convincingly. But overall, uh, Tampa just does not show any promise. Uh, they could probably win out, win a few games this season, but you know what's a, what's a few games this season? You now, so a few games could be uh, you know draft pick number five. Okay, let's just say that. So Tampa has not been looking good. Overall, uh, the fourth worst team that I have for my anti-power rankings, Arizona, the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, I've made it very vocal about how much Arizona seemed like it was seemed like it was a shit show coming in for the season. Very vocal about how they performed last week. On top of it, and how the Lions literally, how the Lions just gave them. You no, know, how the Lions just, just. I don't know, just. Had a had like a certificate that says instant like easy win, and then they just pulled out like a Zippo lighter and just lit that victory on fire. Like I've just never seen such a it seemed like they were they just wanted Arizona to win, and it wasn't even something that was marginal. They had three possessions, and they stopped doing everything that worked. So when you do so, Detroit had the game plan and they crushed Arizona, and then they did the exact opposite, which was let them do whatever the hell they want. Like, you know, other teams aren't going to let Arizona do whatever the hell they want. Arizona is not capable of doing whatever the hell they want unless, unless apparently Detroit gives them the permission, which is absurd. Absurd to me. Anyways, aside from Kyle, what, Kyle Murphy, um, he didn't perform well at all. He performed terribly. Like, I don't care what the analysts or whatever say that didn't watch the game. Like, there are so many negatives like if he can if he can get an offensive line and he doesn't freak out under the pressure then i can see promise overall um he's obviously at work in training but as is for the t- where the team stands uh, with Arizona like it is a terrible team i would actually almost put them lower but the fact that they tied uh, was you know it's i guess it's enough but um, there's are they're, they're my number they're my number 4 anti-power ranking team And remember, you don't want to be on this list. (laughs) Number five, the New York Jets. Again, with Buffalo, uh, they lost to Buffalo. The Jets seemed like they came off semi-strong. I didn't watch any of the game. But the fact that they lost to a very sad Buffalo team, I think they were coming off of a terrible season last year, and Josh Allen was throwing a lot of the interceptions, and they still lost to them. Uh, Which means, you know, Buffalo is starting to learn how to win. You know, they made the playoffs a couple of years ago, so I, I do give them some benefit of the doubt. Um, but the Jets just weren't convincing, and I just they just don't seem like a team. Like I don't know, there's nothing for me notable to say. Like the Jets are good so far, nothing. If you feel free to prove me wrong or send me videos or whatnot. I probably won't look at it because this is just a podcast, and these are just and these are words. If you're listening here, just getting upset over these things, just don't. Like I'm just I'm like, just a guy. I'm just a guy. I'm not a sports analyst. I just like to, like I said, I just like to riff and uh, give, give give some self banter. But, uh, but uh, but the Jets, uh, number five anti-powering team. Yeah. We went to number six, Buffalo. I might have spoiled that, but Buffalo, eking out a victory. To, it just, I don't know how. When I didn't watch the game. It just popped up. And I'm only using my, all of my previous season's knowledge, and both the Jets and Buffalo's performance—at least looking at it on paper and the box score—directly reflects how I thought of them prior to the season. So they have to be combined together. And the fact that they, it was bare, barely a win, you know, Buffalo has um, moved down from from where I initially wanted to place them. So number six, Buffalo. You're slowly working. You're slowly working your way down the anti-power rankings. Hopefully you can get out of there. I'm actually a big fan. I'm, like, a Seeker Buffalo fan. Um, I don't actively root for them, but, you know, they're a team that I would support. And if They actually had a pretty good player, maybe someone that's notable. I might buy a jersey. You know, I like, the, you know, they're they a very interesting um, fan base, and I, I don't know, I kind of consider them kind of like a, like, the forgotten, and this is not to be insulting, like, the forgotten, like, trio of, like, teams that perform terribly. As a Lions fan, I can proudly say, or anti-proudly say that, Cleveland as well. Uh, Cleveland and Detroit s- certainly have a lot in common in regards to fan misery. Uh, and I think Buffalo just tends to be forgotten. But I think they are part of that group, despite you know going to those Super Bowls, I think, back in the 80s. Um, so, Buffalo, uh, yeah, number six. Oh, sorry, dude. Number seven, this is going to, this, this is probably going to upset some people, but, you know, I don't care. Chicago, the Bears. You are the, you are number seven anti-power rankings. Yes, there is a lot of bias here because I don't. I'm only really, you know the city is warming. The city itself is warming up to me, um, but the t- the team itself um, almost is getting. I mean, Green Bay defense shut them down. Trubisky just didn't show. He showed massive aggression. The team didn't seem like it me it, it just seemed like there was just a lot of. Non-completeness with Chicago, and there's a lot more questions um, than answers, and we'll find out next week what Chicago's made out made of. But in the meantime, like Chicago, like Chicago is a very swingy team, and right now they're they're trending downwards, very very fast. And despite what people are saying in the power rankings, like they're in the mid, whatever, like the mid-teens, they're my they're my number seventeen. I just don't. They are they are my number 17 i just do not they are just there it they is happened Like I, I I also didn't believe too much last season a little bit because um, coaches and teams adjust. So it's always like an, 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 like an evolving like door or circle of like adjusting and making your team better over time. And after the first week, it was just very disappointing to see um, Trubisky and Chicago just lay just lay an egg. You know not with a zero score, but you know you guys know what I mean. I think well, I'm not going to explain. It. <laughs> Uh, number 8. The 8th anti-power ranking team. 8th weakest team, I guess, or whatever. Is uh, Washington Redskins. Uh, I don't have any major qualms about this. Uh, honestly, they probably would have been a, a... number 1 team. Or maybe like a bottom... Like a number 1-3 through three anti-team. Um, but they did show a lot of promise against the Eagles. Um, they um did let them come back obviously they seemed to ev- evaporate and whatever momentum they had just vanished but um at the beginning of the season 2 i think a lot of people wrote them off and they came out pretty strong so they are on paper a history team of mediocrity with a blip of positive and good trends and almost a win that came out of it against a very strong uh eagles team so um uh, so yeah, they are on the positive-sounding end of the worst teams, but I think uh, as the season progresses, they are probably going to uh, sneak their way down to relevancy, <laughs> in my case. Um, number nine, Jacksonville. Uh, this is this has a lot to do with Nick Foles being out. Uh, Nick Foles had a touchdown drive his first go, everything looked good, and then he got injured. Then... Just mayhem happened, and the back up play pretty solid. And going back to the game last, or yeah, last week, they lost to Kansas City, 26 to 40. So I'm sure there has been some garbage time touchdowns, which is like classic Blake Bortles, who's not on the team, but um, but that that reeks of kind of like the semi mediocrity of that team uh, as a whole. Now, not to say you you know. Mediocre is terrible. It's not. That's why it's mediocre. It's just below average, around that essence. And their defense—it's hard to get a gauge of the defense when you're facing Kansas City for starters. And uh, but they've shown that you know Jacksonville has life. So uh, they are probably where they should be right now in, as the eighth. Or I have no ninth, ninth, ninth anti-power ranking team. Uh, I don't have any qualms. I think a lot of people actually rank them a lot lower um, in standard rankings, so um, I'm actually giving them a little bit more credit than what probably other people are asking or deserving. So uh, I'll give you that, Jacksonville. I'll give you that. Uh, and number ten, rounding out the list of the anti-power rankings. Mm-hmm. So to give you a synopsis: number one, Miami; number two, the Giants; number three, Tampa; number four, Arizona. Number five, the Jets. Number six, Buffalo, number seven, Chicago, number eight, Washington, number nine, Jacksonville. And number ten. Now before I get to number (laughs) ten before I get to number ten, you have to keep in mind. The the reason why I started with number one first is because generally no one really cares the the lower you go, and if I build up to number one, then that actually builds more interest. So I don't know why I even said that. There's probably some psychology effort or, maybe, or some psychology study that does it, but that's just my logic. Maybe someone can spend $500,000 to verify it, um, and you can thank me later for for doing that. Whoever wants to go to the government and do that. But, uh, but number 10 is my lions. Detroit, you... I am very, like I said... I mentioned Arizona as number four and you can't Detroit. You can't be tying against teams like Arizona. You can't put off the pedal. Like Patricia, you, you seems like you know what you're doing to an extent, but you don't have all the pieces together. Like the, like the, how the team completes. Uh, and that's like the biggest gripe I've had for Detroit. It's like, and we always seem to be so close, especially in the 2010s where we finally worked our way out of mediocrity and being like a laughing stock into just, you know, more of a lovable loser. Or like, I don't know, it's, but we still win. We're, we're like semi respectable and, you know, doing these types of moves, like, like letting oh, a 16 point lead or it was like, yeah, 17 points, 18 points. Yeah. Letting 18 points or 17 points go away just like that. Like in three, in three possessions, uh, back to back to back. He couldn't stop it is absurd like it's just you know you, you let the team come back they, they literally would run the same play over and over on you Detroit except in reverse and you couldn't adjust and you didn't want to you didn't want to rush you didn't want to blitz you didn't want to do any sort of pressure um, that worked so the coaching has been like the team itself has been great but the coaching that, those coaching decisions like those are those are mistakes that cost games and it literally cost us the game like you know, you call the timeout uh, for whatever reason against Stafford. Who knows who knows what the hell he's doing? You know, everyone knows you have Stafford when he's in um, audible or you know quick play mode, or I totally forgot. But like when you, when he's in hurry up offense, like he is one of the best. You know, he's he's up there, and he's shown it over the years. Like I don't know how many quarter, how many fourth quarter drives and stuff he comes back in, but like when he gets in that mode, just let him be, and they. He, closed up that game, but you had to call a timeout. Oh. And I don't, I don't know if that was a Patricia or if that was, like, the um, offensive coordinator, but I think Patricia was actually one, the one that that okayed it. So that that upsets me, because that that was a... We, we, could be, we could be having a completely different conversation had Detroit got that first down and the game ended. You know, it would have been a 27-something game in which Detroit had... Uh, you know, Detroit would have uh, a game where they closed out and had a decisive victory. You know, uh, the bend but not break, but they broke. So, and then when they were in overtime, like they were driving, they got down to the 15, and then they decided to run. They changed everything up. Everything that worked up until that point, they just stopped. As you can tell, if you watch these games. What doesn't, what blows my mind is that sometimes I think people like patricia or even maybe fitzpatrick they overthink a little bit too much and then when they just you know, have a game plan and it works and then they overthink and then they start losing it uh, it doesn't you know i don't know maybe there's like some sports psychiatrist or something like that but but we have a just sense that patricia knows what he's talking about he just might be overthinking or his team or something like that but the results matter at the end of the day you know, like, every mistake you make, Patricia, or whoever makes these decisions, like, it does affect a game, especially one that seemed like it was in the bag, Um, but we gave them, we gave Arizona countless times tries to come back, and they took advantage. Uh, Like, they didn't take advantage of all of them, but they they gave them enough. So Detroit, I'm sorry, but you're, you're number 10. I do not want to put you on my list. I don't, but... Yeah, you're number 10 on my anti-power rankings. Congratulations, freaking sad team. Don't make me sad. Ugh. Okay. Okay, okay. enough enough of their hands. I'm, I'm over these anti-power rankings. But let me know what you think. Uh, like I said, I don't want to just do standard power rankings. Everyone does standard power rankings. I want to do the worst teams. I want to discuss the worst teams and how they're performing. And I want to root for these worst teams and see how they can get better. Uh, Because, you know, everyone wants to talk about what works, that's great, you know, or people talk about the stuff that couldn't work in great teams, but why not just talk about, I get it, it's all ratings, I get it, but, you know, it's, I always find it just more fascinating to talk about why teams suck, why teams are so bad, and, like, what we can do to fix it, because, you know, that's, like, more solutions-oriented things, and, you know, I'm just a guy, I don't know, you know, I'm only taking the information that's given to me, I don't have complete information on everything like if I had complete information of everything um, that implies I know everything that's going on in your life in my life what you're thinking what you've always thought and what you always think in the future and that's just one individual the multiply that times like 7 billion okay and then in the history of the world and everything else like that's that's what you call complete information but we don't have that there's so many unknowns real life shenanigans can happen at any given moment so you know I can only work with what's given that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I'm probably just going to wind down here and uh, just offer just a few more of my thoughts and kind of whatevers. You know, I, I, like to, I like to try to stick to a particular subject for each episode, uh, so that way if you're browsing you can look at the title and see if it matches um, kind of what I'm talking about. And I, I don't want to do more than three subjects either, I want to keep either one subject, maybe, like, a different semi-subject that's relatable at hand. Uh, because I just don't want to be someone that spams, like, NFL Pickle. NFL picks for 2011 or 2019. Will Detroit win? You know, like, I just... It doesn't make sense to me. And I get it. Like, I, I come from a marketing background. And you want to get as many eyeballs as you can in front of the maximum audience. And then you have the... You know, I, I, even though I do marketing, it's like, I'm still marketing myself... And I want to put the amount of effort into the podcast as I do with my marketing efforts. So the more, if you notice that my production quality will start increasing or maybe the overall like vibe of the podcast will change and probably, um, you know, if it's for the better, if we start getting more momentum, then I'm definitely going to start dedicating more time uh, to say quote unquote marketing, which for me is just, you know, maybe just putting it up on more radios and maybe even, I don't know, maybe even get more, just throw all my content out there. Um, you know, and continue to improve the visual experience uh, I, I know not many people listen to or watch the particular podcast videos on YouTube but if you're interested um, you don't want to download the podcast or if you have a television uh, and you hook up your YouTube you can find all the Jewelish episode, Jewish episodes uh, in their entirety so unlike these audio versions uh, I only have a maximum amount of time and file size, so that's why my five-parter for like the top 107 anime or something like that got chopped into chopped up into five episodes. Was due to the fact that I bumped that my file sizes were too big. So with YouTube, I do not have that limitation, and uh, so you'll be able to have all the episodes in full. I'm looking to give, uh, improve the uh, audio and visual experience as well, so. So if you happen to be on YouTube, and uh, once I get more of the visual upgrades that I want, up to my standards, uh, I'm going to start distributing that in more uh, more video forms outside of outside of just the television and YouTube. Uh, YouTube's just the easiest way for, for people to just, you know, turn on the TV and kind of use, like, some of the light noise. I know some people say it's, like, anti-television, anti-sleep, uh, but... I want to create an experience to where you know your, your, your eyes are closed. It's kind of uh, you know I don't know. You can close your eyes and you can hear it, but not coming from a phone. Or if you're kind of just someone who who tends to like to, who tends to what's the uh, word I'm thinking of? Uh, kind of just lose consciousness consciousness while you're listening to the news or with a TV noise in the background without overthinking. Like I don't want to create like a super visual experience. Um, but that's more of a like subtle visual experience that you can kind of close your eyes to, or just kind of be chill. Um, that's all. I mean, I'm pretty sure there are other videos on YouTube where you could just watch like rainfall. But I, uh, I don't know. I wanted to add this this twist. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if some of you even listen. Like I mean, I know you listen. I know some of you do. And again, like it blows my mind. Like some people are actually listening to this. So uh, you know, you guys do you. And, as usual, feel free to follow me on uh, Facebook, uh, forward slash droolish. The Twitter is at droolishpodcast. YouTube, uh, just type in droolish on Google and it'll pop up. I am very well aware i my, my marketing associated video game is insanely weak in regards to this podcast. But if you can look at more of the recent episodes, I'm definitely giving a better effort to uh, at least provide... Uh, more consistent scheduling. And, you know, like I said, I'm hoping that this picks up a little bit more. Uh, you know, it start, started out as just just me kind of testing my oral communication skills and try to get my thoughts co- together. But if you noticed, especially in the last few episodes, uh, I think the vibe has gotten a little bit more... It's, I want to say less chill. It's still pretty chill. Uh, but it's hopefully it's more faster-paced. So let me know what you guys think so far. Uh, each episode is different, and I, you know I don't want to overthink about like, oh, I said this, and I have to worry about that. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about like, hey, are the subjects solid, or does my voice really help, or is it? Uh, I'm assuming my voice is going to help because I'm not going to stop this. And if it doesn't, well, that's I'm not going to stop this podcast because you don't like my voice. It it, it don't work that way, <laughs> but um. But let's say, like, if the audio experience is not up to your standards, or if you want different sounds, or there's you know, certain elements that could enhance the experience, uh, I'm always all ears. I'm, I really like constructive criticism, uh, and some criticism. I mean, all criticisms, whatever. But like, uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I, if I openly admit that I don't know, <laughs> like I'm trying, I'm learning a little bit at a time for the podcasting, uh, uh, and the marketing part to me is like probably the easiest because I spend my background, but it's just, um, being someone that buys into the product and my product itself. I'm still figuring out, as you could tell, but the only, the only way for me to figure this out is to put in the work, uh, you know, do my edits, create, just keep creating content and putting it out there. Uh, I, you know, I know there are other sleeping podcasts that do it more frequently and there are other ones that tell stories, uh, but I just—I'm I, someone who just doesn't like to repeat other people's stuff unless if it's for like a very specific example, and to a point I'm driving across. You know, maybe maybe I might have like one episode that's dedicated to reading, another one that's dedicated to something in something sports, something like this, and then another one that's related to kind of what's going on in the world that or cool stories or not stories, but you know, cool things that are going on. Um, so yeah, if you. Been liking the football analysis, I would be very surprised. I can't imagine you would hate it, because I don't think I actually say anything that's like that's game breaking. Well I take that back. Like we'll let my picks decide. My logic I'm I'm pretty firm on my logic, I feel like, but I live in a results oriented world. So regardless of my logic of what I think, if the results say XYZ and there's no viable context to justify that what to justify that I might be right or at least somewhat right, you know, case in point, that Houston game. Like, we all, we all know the story, like, Houston lost to Z- New Orleans, but last week I was very adamant about making Houston a very sneaky underdog pick that could easily win, and, and it, um, you know, it was just a, it was just a Deshaun Watson, 22nd drive that did him in. You know, he he, he came back so fast. That was the factor. You gave he gave Drew, Drew Brees a chance. That was the game. that was that was the difference. It had nothing to do with um, the weeks prior. But you know, it's just understanding like what like those elements, especially when it gets to late game, how it changes. So yeah. So that's it for that's it for uh, this episode of Drewlish. I'm very glad if you're still listening. Super glad that you're listening. Uh, if there's anything you want me to talk about or discuss too, feel free to reach out. Uh, I'm always open. I certainly would love to have uh, additional ideas, I'd like to crowdsource ideas as well. Uh, and, and probably like to add a little twist to it too. Uh, me personally, I'd, I'd like to just add twists and flavors to like things that currently exist. Because, I don't know, everything else exists currently, and if it doesn't, then I don't know, Make it, make it happen. I mean, this podcast, I mean, I didn't know sleeping podcasts were a thing. I Googled it. There's like four of them. Okay. You know, and then I'm like, well, how do I make it unique for me? Well, why don't I just talk? People, the sound of my voice is, you know, generally would be deemed as a weakness, but maybe I could turn it, turn it into something, something else, you know, and, you know, go from there. So, yeah, if you have any questions, I mentioned that before, <laughs> let it go, uh, but I'm going to let you guys go. Yeah, again, it's always fun just to that out and just, like, think out loud. And, yeah, I encourage you guys to do the same. If you're ever interested in doing podcasting, just go ahead, release it. And make an asset out of yourself, because, I don't know, it's fun. <laughs> Besides, no one really cares at the end of the day. Like, jeez, I'm an idiot. I still get, like, clients. I don't know. I don't, I'm not rich. I'm not a baller, but uh, I'm a pretty happy guy. You no, know? I have my own, my own stuff. I'm not begging for money. I haven't needed to in in years. So, I don't know. People are focused on themselves. Not a bad thing. You gotta worry about yourself first, and then focus your efforts on helping others. That's kind of of how I see it. Anyways, guys. You've been a blast. Appreciate you guys listening. Take care. Sweet dreams. uh, Hopefully. And enjoy the rain.